If you grab your Bibles, or however you access your Bible, and turn to Psalm 40. We are next, next week we're going to start a new series um, based on the Psalms, Worship in All of Life. So this is a little bit of an unplanned appetizer. So Psalm 40, and I'm uh, going to ask Anthea to read it out. Come read it out for us. And this, this is from the New Living Translation. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God, and many will see what he has done and be amazed, and they will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud or in those who worship idols. O Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list, and you have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. You take no delight in sacrifices or offerings. Now that you have made me listen, I finally understand you don't require burnt offerings or sin offerings. And then I said, look, I have come. As is written about me in the scriptures, I take joy in doing your will, my God. For your instructions are written on my heart. I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out, as you, O Lord, well know. I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. Let your unfailing love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles surround me, too many to count. My sins pile up so high I can't see my way out. They outnumber the hairs on my head and I have lost all courage. Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to destroy me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame, for they said, Aha, we've got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. And may those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great. As for me, since I am poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You are my helper and my saviour. Oh my God, do not delay. Thanks, Anthea. If you um, remember back a couple of months... I know uh, 2022 already seems like a bit of an age away, doesn't it? But we, uh, in one of our gatherings, we had a, a response time where we all put prayers into, a, I think, one of those baskets, remember? We, uh, and then someone else pulled the prayer out and, pray, and prayed that prayer for that person. And then a few of them uh, were read out. And... I put on my prayer, I was praying for a new song. And Alistair read it out. Remember that? And I think it's significant. 
you know, it's been on my mind now for the last few months because, you know, I've been praying for a while for a new song, but I was getting increasingly frustrated that it felt like I was stuck singing the same old one. And at the start of 2023, I'm still praying for that new song. I'm still waiting. And I've come to the, the thought that actually it's wider than just me. I believe God wants to give us a new song. In fact, I feel a new song has been coming for a while. It's been emerging for a while. You know, our current song is very familiar. You know, we know it so very, very well. But increasingly, it doesn't feel to me quite like the one God wants for us as a community going forward. Thing is, we haven't got the music yet or the words to the new one. And that's frustrating. It's frustrating because we're in that space between the the now and the not yet. The thing that we feel is there or we want to be there or we want to get unstuck into. It's that waiting space that's unsettling. I don't know whether others of you here share that feeling, but it's frustrating, isn't it, when we feel God isn't answering our prayers, our situation isn't shifting, or just that we feel we want to move on, that God's calling us to move on, and we just can't get there. But I think it's in the waiting where we find the gold. And as, you know, as Nigel shared, thanks Nigel for that, it's when we are waiting patiently in the presence of God that we grow and we develop and we get refined. But the thing is, I've come to the conclusion that the issue is that God wants us to stay with it. We try and shortcut it with the best of intentions. We'd rather God answered that prayer and everything would shift and move on. But I've come to the conclusion that God wants us to stay with it, to stay patiently waiting. I think as Kaz said, even when we're not aware of it, God is with us and working to get his will done. But we have to stay with it. It's frustrating. But stay in that place of waiting. And that's, this is the world of Psalm 40 that Anthony's just read out. It's a world where David is waiting for God to respond. It's a world that doesn't speak of a God who wants us to live in denial. And it doesn't speak of a God who will take away our uncertainty or give us instant relief from the pain, frustration and the lack of answers to our prayers. And it doesn't speak of the God who will always 
reveal to us the next big thing so we can move on into it and everything's great. But it does reveal our God who works through us and with us as we're waiting. It's the heart of what Psalm 40 is about. It speaks of a God who is always there in relationship, working to bring the most redemptive outcome. But it also speaks of a God who gives us permission to be brutally honest in our relationship about where we really are. And it speaks of a God who will accept us regardless of how we're feeling. It's never wrong to feel the way that you feel. It's fine to be upset with God because you feel your prayers aren't being answered. You will be accepted. That's what Psalm 40 is teaching us. It's okay to share your feelings with God and to be frustrated. Fundamentally, Psalm 40 shows us that worship isn't just when we feel good or right or acceptable to God. And it's great to worship and to be joyful and to be thankful. But worship is for all of life. God also wants our uncertainty and our fears and our pains to be part of our worship as well. That's what Psalm 40 as other psalms do, are showing us. Worship is all of our life experience given to God. And Psalm 40 helps us to live in this gap. While we're waiting for the new song, it helps us, gives us a few bits of wisdom to, uh, to navigate the space. And first off, it's, it's a really interesting psalm because um, it's, it's, it's back to front, isn't it? The psalm starts in the first ten verses uh, with a hymn of praise that leads to confidence in God. But then in verses 11 to 17, it collapses back into a cry for help. Like a lament. And like it should be the other way around, shouldn't it? The cry for help should come first and then working its way through to God responding, and then we get the praise and the, com- the confidence and the praise. You'd think it would be the other way around. But you see, what David is doing here, he's looking back and he's remembering what God has done for him so that he can use that in the current circumstance that he finds himself in. So the first ten verses is David looking back He's looking back and he's remembering, God, you've been there for me. God, you've showed up in the past. God, you've answered my prayer. So I can have some confidence that you'll be there now in my current situation, which is verses 11 to 17. And so it shows us that while we're waiting for the new song, being thankful for what God has done and what God is doing is a really helpful posture for us. It's a good place to help us navigate the space between where we are and the new song that we want. You know, as humans, we find it very easy, don't we, to, to move on. 
You know, even when God's really met us in tough times, once we're through it, we sort of just, we move on, don't we? We're sort of almost programmed to forget. But David is showing us that remembering to thank God for what God has done in our lives is incredibly important to how we face what lies ahead. And again, it links to what Nigel has just shared. You know, as we stay in the place, in looking on the face of God, what do we inevitably do? We reflect and we remember what God has done for us. That's what David is doing. He's getting in the face of God to remember, to help him face what still lies ahead. Next, it shows us that even though we know God's been faithful to us in the past, it's still okay to wrestle with what we're going through now. You know, it's a relationship. And so confidence in God doesn't mean we take God for granted. You know, sometimes I think, we sort of think that, oh great, I know God that you've uh, answered my prayer in the past and you've done brilliant things for me. So that's great, I just trust you now and get on with it. And anything I face, well, you'll just turn up. Well, I think Psalm 40 really debunks that whole idea because it's not lacking faith or showing a lack of confidence in God to be stuck and struggling and uncertain and to be honest about it. You know, God never quashes our or diminishes our complaint. One of the amazing things about the Psalms is God never stops the complaint. Actually, God honours them. God honours our feelings, whatever they are, and allows us and actually wants us to work them through. That's what's happening here. God has given us a way, a form of words, to process our loss and our grief and our uncertainty. Our stuckness is not something to be escaped but it's something to be experienced with God. And it might be easy. You know, God may answer our prayer pretty quickly and things might move on. But Psalm 40 tells us that it's okay too for it to take time. It's okay to wait and be patient. And that new song may, may take some time to come. And I think it's significant that Psalm 40, if you look at verse 17 at the end of Psalm 40, it doesn't resolve. David is still waiting. He's still waiting. It's okay to still be waiting. That's what the scriptures here are telling us. It's okay. It's okay to live with our answer prayer. It might be frustrating, but it's okay. Stay with it. Finally then, Psalm 40 shows us that it's really okay to talk about God's goodness even when we're not fully experiencing it ourselves. It's like we really don't have to have it all sorted. We don't have to be in some sort of good or right place to be able to share our story about God. You know, even while we're waiting, even when we might be feeling frustrated, we have something to share about the goodness of God. You know, as David said, he didn't keep the good news hidden in his heart. He shared it. 
In fact, I think it's really much more authentic to share with those, our, you know, our friends, our, our relations, our neighbours, whatever stage of a faith journey they might be on. It's much more authentic to share what's actually going on in our lives. Because it demonstrates that it's a relationship with God that's important. So the ups and downs and the twists and turns are a powerful part of the witness. Because by sharing those things, we're saying, yeah, I've got a relationship with God, and actually, I'm working those things through. God's with me. That's the good news. It's good news. So let's not be afraid of sharing our story as we go along. It doesn't have to be in any place particular. It just needs to be our authentic story. So while we individually and we collectively wait for a new song, let's, as Nigel said, let's face in, let's look in, let's lean in to God and let's learn to be thankful as we remember what God has done and what God is doing. It will help us. It will help us navigate that space of waiting. But let's also be reassured that, you know, being frustrated, being angry, you can be angry with God, it's fine. You can be miffed, you can be unsure, you can have doubts. But be assured that's an integral part of worship too. God wants that to be part of our worship together. Because God wants us to work it through together. And then let's know that it's okay to share our story. For the warts and all. Because that will communicate to people that the good news of God is it's a relationship. It's about relationship. So I believe a new song is coming. I still don't know when... I still haven't got the, <laughs> the words or the music. But I want us to stay with it. I want us to stay with it. Because that new song is coming. In response, yeah, the, um, the psalms, these psalms were actually, they're not written to be read, okay? They were written to be sung. So they're, they're sung liturgy. And uh, the thing is, they're written to be sung together, collectively, because like we're all in it together. That's the part of the point is, is that we're singing together, because we're all in it together. And if one of us needs to find a new song, then we're all finding a new song together. Yeah? That, that's, that's what is going on here. That's fundamental to them. And so I believe that God wants us together to find a new song and to help one another to access our new songs. So what I'd like us to do, please indulge me in this. Um, but ever since this popped into my head um, and I've just been thinking for the last probably three months, God, you're talking to me about a new song, a new song. Uh, there's an old U2 song that just, has literally just got stuck into my brain. Okay. Um, so what I'd like us to do is just to spend the next three minutes and 46 seconds 
just reflecting, <laughs> reflecting on this song and use it to help us to reflect and be thankful, to remember what God has done, but also to let it help lead us in a cry for God. We're waiting for the new song. We're waiting patiently. We're going to keep waiting for that new song in the hope that it's going to come soon. It's a U2 song. You, you will know the words.